It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jenny Jacoby is presented by Allstate. Get protected from mayhem this year when you switch and save with Allstate. Hey, this is the Magic Band, and you're watching my homeboy, Jalen and Jacoby. He's Jalen Rose. I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people! I'm old enough to remember when the Los Angeles Rams won the Super Bowl, but based on what I saw on Monday Night Football last night, that seems like a distant memory. The 49ers looked pretty good on both sides of the ball, especially defense, but it was Jimmy G and Debo who got the ball moving on offense. Bang, bang, Niner gang. Shout out to my brother E40. Say that you got it all. It's great to see him at the game. It was great to see Debo Samuel resemble his old self. Um, and, and that big time run, that 51-yard run, was a game changer because not only uh, was it about the yards and the TDs, but it was about like the breaking tackles, the, mm-hmm. the, the getting them back to a level of physicality. And we're going to talk a lot about McVeigh and Shanahan's friendship and kinship, and rightfully so. But one thing they both did are still one thing they both did are garnering different results. They both got to a Super Bowl with a quarterback that in theory they didn't want long term. Yeah. So for the Rams, they traded golf to the Lions and then they get Stafford and they win the Super Bowl. They tried to draft Trey Lance, did the 49ers, and he got injured when they tried to put him in. So now Jimmy G got his job back at least for one year. But one thing Jimmy G has always done against the Rams is play well. The other thing he's done against another top quarterback like an Aaron Rodgers, beat him in the playoffs. And for some strange reason, when these two teams matched up, the physicality of the 49ers was definitely on display. And look no further again than Debo Samuel's yards after catch. Because he wasn't just running free all of the time. He was being physical and breaking tackles. Yeah, and they weren't just physical on offense. They were very physical on defense. Matthew Stafford was uncomfortable all night long. Matthew Stafford hasn't really looked like the Matthew Stafford from last year. He had offseason elbow surgery, which might factor in. What also might factor in is the fact that they can't stop anybody from being in the backfield and messing up his rhythm. Let me tell um, the, 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 the audience something that I've told you off wax. As somebody that's watched as much Matthew Stafford as anybody, his mom hasn't seen as and much Matthew Stafford as you person. <laughs> right. And, and by the way, you know how I root for former Lions to do mm-hmm. well when they leave and Dominican Sue to go win a Super Bowl. My guy, big play Slay with the Eagles. I rooted for Matthew Stafford, as you know, to win the Super Bowl. But he don't look like the same fearless gunslinger when he's in the pocket. And no. he only looks like he can find Cooper Cup and nobody else. Now, is that because they're not getting open? 
You know, is that is that the importance of possibly getting Odell back if they are able to later in the season? But he just doesn't have the same fluidity in his legs and in his arm. That's what I'm seeing, and that's going to be a concern for the Rams, which is why they were possibly in the market for Jimmy G, but it never took place. So, Jalen, you talk about the fluidity of Stafford, and last night Ben Simmons made his debut for the Brooklyn Nets, and we were looking for his fluidity as well. What would he look like? How would he fit in? What was it? And while it was very early on, just the very first preseason action, he looked pretty fluid. He looked good. Didn't put up huge numbers, had some great passes, some great finishes. How do you think he will sort of fit into his role, and what will his role be when they finally hit the regular season? Teachers teach and do the world good. Kings just rule and most are never understood. I'm giving you the pieces on the chessboard. When you're looking at Ben Simmons, he's basically playing small ball five. Oh, yeah. You saw him receive the ball twice in the paint. You, You saw him receive the ball twice in the paint for dunks. You showed him on the post around eight feet away from the basket. You know what you don't see him doing? Out at the top of the floor initiating the offense a lot of times playing the one. That's what's going to be different about his experience playing basketball with the Nets versus the Sixers. He Mm. won't be considered the primary point guard, which doesn't expose the fact that he doesn't attempt shots outside the paint as much. So when you're on the wing, when you're on the baseline, it's not as highlighted as it was in Philly when he was at the top of the floor. I'm buying all the Ben Simmons stock. All of it. It's low right now. I'm buying all of it. I've always been a Ben Simmons fan. I think he does not need to shoot jump shots. People always forget about defense. Last time he played, he was runner-up in Defensive Player of the Year. And I just really think that we will see a great version of Ben Simmons because of, as you mentioned, the roster construction puts him in a better place than it did in this in uh, Philadelphia, who they played last night. We all were looking to see what Ben Simmons would look like. We also saw the debut after a long break of Kawhi Leonard. The Clippers played the Blazers in Seattle. Kawhi Leonard looked pretty good. What do you think he looked like last night and how many games do you expect him to play this season? It, it's always great to see a Ben Simmons, now a Kawhi Leonard return after in NBA terms, was considered a long layoff. You know, it was one of those things that, that Clay Thompson, who's a champion four times over and one of the Splash Brothers and so beloved, it, it, was, it, it was admirable to watch how he responded to his injury, got back and competed at a high level. I want to see that from Kawhi Leonard as well because I believe the Western Conference Finals are going to be the Golden State Warriors and the Los Angeles Clippers. And the only way that prediction comes to fruition is clearly if Kawhi is healthy. So for the regular season, to answer your question, I think he's now the kind of player that's relegated to never playing 82 games that that's not going to be his goal. So based on that, I would say he's going to at least miss 15 games. So that puts him somewhere around 67 games played in the regular season, but they built out so much depth with the Clippers. They have one of the elite coaches in Teron Liu. I think they'll be able to navigate during the regular season on the games that he missed. When you add a Norman Powell to go with Robert Covington, they were already getting quality minutes from Nicholas Batum on the perimeter. And clearly Mm -hmm. Paul George is an elite player. And now you also bring in John Wall, 
who's going to have something to prove. So I feel like the Clippers are stacked, and Kawhi's going to be the guy that has to lead them to where they're trying to go. Yeah, I would say that Kawhi plays less than 67 games, but I think Paul George is going to miss some games too. That's just kind of natural when you're coming off injuries like that, but they are so deep. Like, Robert Covington, he was like, you know, he's starting for the Blazers. And same with Norman Powell, and, the, and they've got John Wall to sort of like, they found him in the couch cushions. Like, I think that this Clippers team will be successful in the regular season, even if they don't have Kawhi and Paul George all the time. Jalen, as I mentioned, that game was played in Seattle, and the Clippers' Steve Ballmer is from Seattle. And let's just say that he was very enthusiastic about basketball in Seattle. I am so excited <laughs> to have a game in my hometown of Seattle, Washington! I've watched thousands of basketball games in Seattle. CYO, little kids, AAU, pro, college, you name it. So if this is a basketball city, damn it, let's hear it! Love his enthusiasm for basketball in Seattle. Jalen, it feels inevitable, sort of like the Washington football team changing their name and like the, the Cleveland Indians changing their name. It feels inevitable that there will be an expansion team in Seattle. Do you expect that to happen and how long do you think it'll take? I expect it to happen. I hope it happens. I see you little bro, Jamal Crawford, former teammate, fellow Michigan Wolverine, who coincidentally not only has one of the best summer leagues going, where you see LeBron James and the number one and number two pick for the first time playing, so many young Seattle stars in the league like DeJounte Murray doing their thing and Paolo. But I want to acknowledge that Steve Ballmer's enthusiasm and pure love for the game, that's infectious, fam. And like as a player, you want to play for somebody like that. I guarantee you the Clippers see the moves that he's making. Remember when they were like the JV team playing in the Staples Center? Of course. Well, he's trying to fix that. He's trying to fix that. And for Seattle, they deserve a team, no question. And I do believe that there are another 15 elite players that aren't currently in the NBA that can filter our rosters and create another team. But what we got to make sure if that does happen, I don't know about how you you govern the rules of drafting to try to create a competitive balance because they're going to be so far behind the other teams. And as somebody that played in Seattle, my brother lived in Seattle. I got a chance to spend a lot of time there. The Fab Five spent time in Seattle at that man's house, Gary Payton, the glove. Shout to the OG, though. You can't stop the rain. Sean Kemp and Bernie Bickerstaff, who was their coach, and Detlef Shrimp and Dale Ellis, the sniper from three, and Vincent Askew. Like, there's been some great basketball in Seattle. And my guy, of course, Mac 10, Nate McMillan. Seattle deserves a team. They absolutely do. Now, Jalen. You love talking about having a guy, or we win because we have you, or because you are him. And I know you're gonna love this tattoo. Now, this isn't a brand new tattoo from John Morant, but just, just I know you love it so much. Let's just show it. And Jalen, what do you think about the him tattoo? I love ownership. You know what that tattoo tells me? The years that Memphis get eliminated from the playoffs, 
that John Moran ain't gonna go join another All-NBA player to see if he can win the title. <laughs> That's what that tells me. What do you think about that reasoning? Well, he made his debut last night against the Magic and uh, look, look, look pretty good. Look at this one. Look at John on the break in a game. A 360 dunk, two hands, drops it in like he's flushing the toilet. Like it's no big deal. Like one of the most <laughs> graceful, athletic, two feet, elegant two basketball players that, that performs off schedule. Like some players when I watch them, like CP3 for example, when I watch him, it's the Malcolm Gladwell theory. Like, you can tell he's putting in all of those hours, right? You can see him putting mm -hmm. a person on his hip. He's snake dribbling. He's getting to his spot, and it's just almost like clockwork. But for John Morant, his plays are the opposite in a lot of ways. They're off schedule. Look, these are steals. That's like in football, a punt return or a kickoff return or interception. You know what I'm saying? Like, those are plays that you don't know they're going to happen, but when they happen, bang, bang, it's great to see a guy like him that's just so graceful in the open floor. Memphis is going to have a big season. Obviously, the Warriors beat him when Ja was injured, so let's see if they're able to respond as a team and get back to the point where they're one of the top teams in the West again. We will see if they're one of the top teams in the West, but they're certainly one of the top teams on my league pass dial. That's all I know. If I see the Grizzlies playing, I'm clicking on that button. Same with the Pistons. Shout out to the Pistons. Jalen, another team that I'll be keeping an eye on because I always keep an eye on because everyone always keeps an eye on is the Los Angeles Lakers. They made their preseason debut, and we have some interesting information regarding that man Russell Westbrook will tell you what that is right after this shout Seattle Spencer Haywood Gus Johnson downtown Freddie Brown Nate Robinson hey it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels so whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City go Kevin or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today your savings are waiting go to your happy place for a happy price go to your happy price Priceline Coming to you live from the seaport here in New York City and brought to you by Chase. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, there's some interesting news about the Los Angeles Lakers who made their preseason debut last night. We'll discuss that in a second. They had a press conference scheduled for September 20th that they canceled. They canceled it because they were still engaged with trade talks with your former team, the Pacers. Reportedly, they're going to trade that man, Russell Westbrook, and two picks for... Buddy Heald and Miles Turner. Now, those talks obviously fell apart. Westbrook is on the Lakers. Do you think that he plays on the Lakers for the entire season? Well, here's what I truly think about the proposal that you said, my brother. The, your initial question is no. I don't think he plays for the Lakers the entire season. But what I will say is if the purple and gold can add Buddy Heald and Miles Turner, I like that a lot for them. Mm -hmm. I like that a lot for them, um, especially at this point in LeBron James' career. I'm pretty sure they're not into the business of trying to stack pile drafts, draftees at this point. But for Russell, I think he's going to be judged only by one thing, his salary, not by his productivity. And good we point. know being so ball dominant, which has made him a Hall of Famer, it's just not going to be a good fit with the Lakers. 
And so you see them adding depth to the backcourt with Beverly, who they added this offseason, and Schroeder, who's also going to be there. And so I think they're getting themselves ready to move on from Russ, but still creating a level of balance that when he's gone, they're able to continue to build on what they already have. And I think it will be that high, high salary that he has, which will actually be attractive to teams looking to trade for him because that salary is expiring. Well, the purple and gold took the floor last night against the Kings. They got absolutely waxed. But the big three, Anthony Davis, LeBron James, and Russell Westbrook, were on the floor in uniform playing together, which is always encouraging for the purple and gold. Well, it's preseason. But LeBron was, what, 0 for 7? Mm, didn't look great. 0 for 4 from 3, maybe? Didn't um, look great. But the elephant in the room for the Lakers is a healthy Anthony Davis. We talked about it with Kawhi. You asked me how many games Kawhi's going to play. See, the Clippers have the kind of depth that can supplement him not playing 70 games. The Warriors have now built that equity also. The Lakers don't have that luxury. No. They're going to need Anthony Davis to play majority of the regular season games. Because let me tell you what happens if he doesn't. That means a lower seed. And a lower seed in the West likely means a first-round exit. So it's important if they can try to add to the roster, of course. It's great to see Toscano Anderson catching lobs, but Anthony Davis games played is the number one thing you should be looking for if you're watching the Lakers. If those numbers are high, their seeding is going to be higher, and then their trajectory will be better with LeBron and AD in the playoffs. If the reverse happens, first or second round exit. Jalen, we talked about Ben Simmons coming back after a long layoff, Kawhi Leonard coming back after a long layoff. There's another superstar star on that borderline that came back last night and that is Jamal Murray of the Denver Nuggets he is so dynamic when he's available for this team that obviously has the stretch mark five Nikola Jokic to see him back on the floor on his home floor was emotional it was excellent it was great to see how do you feel about Murray being back with Jerry West on his chest he wanted to smooth the scores in the game. And it just reminds me yesterday of what you're showing. Thank you. Him in the bubble going against Donovan Mitchell. And when he gets going, it's as beautiful to watch as any player in the league. And based on his body type, people sleep on his athleticism. He'll dunk on you too. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so having him back to go with the back-to-back MVP and Porter Jr. healthy, the, the, the sky's the limit as we know on this show for the Nuggets. We've been talking about the last couple of years before the Joker became an MVP. And so I would love to see their big three healthy, like we mentioned with the Lakers, for majority of the season. If so, the West, the, the West is going to be a Look at that starting five. Look at that starting Injuries five right are going to determine clearly who wins this. I love that starting five for them. I absolutely love that starting five for them. Good for them. Jalen. So here. tall up front. 6'11's up here. front with the Joker. He's here. He's stateside in the domestic United States. The man we're all losing games for. 
Victor Wambanyama going up against Scoot Henderson. G League Ignite against the Metropolitans 92. It's tonight on ESPN2. You get to have a little preview of that man. Look at how tall Victor Wambanyama is, Jalen. And watch him with the basketball. Don't believe me? Just watch. And right after the Vegas Summer League, Jalen and Jacoby start talking about this gentleman. But the secret got out when teams just flagrantly start tanking. It's like, what are they tanking <laughs> the, for? Like, hold on, like, what, what's happening out here? <laughs> <laughs> hey, and, 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 and I'm glad you mentioned, because that's the first thing I thought when I saw him. He's extremely tall. And you know how I talk about this is a tall man's game. That hoop mm -hmm. is 10 feet, and it's not changing. And if he's moving like a, a Giannis and – the athleticism still is there. The shot blocking will be there. The sky's the limit for him as a prospect. Number one overall pick right now. Make sure you check him out on ESPN2 tonight, 10 p.m. Eastern. And also, there's so much discussion about Wimbiyama that some tells me that Henderson's going to come into this game with a chip on his shoulder trying to prove his point that maybe he should be the number one pick as well. Great game tonight. I'm going to stay up and watch it. It's on ESPN2. We will be right back on ESPN2 after this very short break. We're not done. We're not done. Jalen Rose has been going to the Taylor. That can only mean one thing. The NBA is back on ESPN. Countdown is at 7. And then look at this doubleheader <laughs> that follows. Tune in. ESPN Thursday night. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Every day we have this show. What do we do, Mr. Rose? We acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner is still wrongfully detained in Russia. An incredible 229 days. So we wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, there's something I love about Tyler Hero and Tyler Hero's game. I can't put my finger on it, but there's good news for Tyler Hero. He got a four-year, $130 million extension. My question for you is this. Whenever we hear about potential trades with the Miami Heat, Tyler Hero's name is involved. Do you think this extension cements his spot in Miami, or do you think that they could still be discussing moving him to improve their roster? I, I, I think this is an example of why... It's, it's, it's true money in the game these days. Um, there are a lot of people that's going to look back at this deal and be like, four for 130 um, on a guy, for a guy that hasn't been called on to be the team's first or second best player. He has been sixth man of the year. Um, he's dealt with some injury last year in the playoff, but his game is ascending. I do think he deserves his dollars. I do love his game. And like you said, he's going to continue to grow into his body. I think as he gets a little bit stronger and he's able to play through contact a little bit better, that's going to enhance what he's able to do. But I do think this is a leap year for Tyler Hero with the Miami Heat. Congratulations on getting your bread. Darius Slay on the show tomorrow, ESPN2 at 4 p.m. We always say we get the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. Jalen, there's a lot to discuss. What up, though? The NBA season is in swing. I'm not going to ask you right now, but you know before the season starts, we have to do our picks. Who you think will represent the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference in the Conference Finals? Who do you think will end up in the Finals? Who do you think will win the Finals? 
So I want you to get ready for that. There's over-under win totals, which I don't gamble on. You know why I don't gamble on them, Jalen? Because I don't want to put up $50 now that I won't be able to see again until like six months. Like that, that's, no. No, I, I, need, I need the quick turnaround with my bets. But I want to take people behind I the need, scenes. I need some counseling. What do you need? Anything you need, bud. You, you just literally sparked a light bulb in my head that I think I need to change something that I'm doing. You remember you talked to me about rolling over your bet and I told yeah. you don't do that because that's bad luck. You just yeah. reminded me of something that I do betting wise that in theory doesn't make sense at I'm this sure point. I'm sure there's a lot. I play blackjack so, with you. I'm sure there's a lot. <laughs> so I've been playing fantasy football since its inception uh-huh. every year, multiple leagues, including my big league that I still play into this day. And each week when there are football games, I'm betting stuff. I'm betting over-unders. I'm betting all of this stuff. And then I just not thought about, I never bet on basketball and I've never played fantasy basketball once. You're too close. You're too close. You know too much. It's like insider trading at some point. At some point, it's like insider trading. That's what you- I thought. Yeah, That's what see, I we've thought. talked about this before off wax. Jalen's like, I, I don't feel comfortable betting on basketball okay. because I know too much. You know what I mean? And like, and like, but what you can do is you can spill your secrets and your basketball betting tips on Jalen and Jacoby for the podcast listeners. You know what I mean? There's no problem with that. Good call. You know, there's no problem with that. You know what? You can share that with us for our podcast. That's what I'm going to start doing. And, and here's the thing. Um, well, let me give one example before Who's you start. Who's the Falcons? Let me give one example before you start. The uh, When Draymond Green took the floor just for a second when Klay Thompson made his debut because he wanted to be on the floor, right? That day, a lot of people immediately bet the under on Draymond Green's production and made thousands of dollars to the point where, like, there's a whole investigation about who knew what when. And, like, if I'm, if you're the sports, the sports book, like, look, you got screwed. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to happen from time to time. You've been screwing us every other 364 other days of the year. But, like, that's an example of why you can't truly, like, with a clean conscience, bet on basketball because you have inside information. And also, I'm glad you brought up the clean conscience part. It's almost like Pete Rose betting in a lot of ways. <clears throat> he was managing the team, and even though you're betting allegedly for them to win, like you just mentioned, for me, it feels like it violates my integrity to try to win a couple of dollars when i rather just love the game and continue to be around and close to the game. And I guess if you sitting at the game with owners, you can't be betting on the game. No, no. Jalen, you were about to mention Calvin Ridley. Yes. So and, and so I I believe when he was betting, he was betting on his team to win, right? Oh no, he bet at some ridiculous seven-leg parlay. Like there was like the chances of him like him actually cashing in on his bet. Like his bet was like an eight-leg parlay. And anyone who's ever tried to make a three-leg parlay work knows that like an eight-leg parlay is never gonna happen. Not in a million years. Got you, got you, got you. And so I, I, I welcomely and freely bet on football because I think 
the anticipation of what's gonna happen doesn't change based on what I know. In basketball, I know way too much over the last 40 years. Like I know, I know who's, you know, having a, I know way, I'll just, tell, I'll just say this. Respectfully, I know way too much about these human beings' lives. And when I'm doing this job, I'm truly only saying like 25% of what I really know. That's how I earn the respect and the equity from the players. Because they like, we know he could have said A, B, C, and D, but he didn't. But he did say this, and you know, I believe that's cool. You know what I'm saying? And do so you, I, yeah, that's what it is. Do you love our yeah, podcast listeners? Do you love our podcast family? Do you love our podcast listeners? I love them dearly. I know, so like, wouldn't it be nice if you could just drop a little hint here and there of some of the things that you know? You don't have to say what you know, but perhaps you could express what you know via gambling tips for our podcast listeners? Absolutely, and by the way, shout out to all of the people that's texting me that are my friends and family that watch the show every day. And shout out to the people that's now hitting me on social media, because you're right, Jacoby. I'll do a better job, we'll do a better job of giving you guys some gambling tips, but there are a few people out there that ran with a couple of the tips we gave them, like the Jalen Hurts rushing TDs, if, if and it's the Josh a, if Allen it's Sunday, rushing TDs. If, if Jalen Hurts is putting on cleats and he's putting on his uniform, I'm, I'm betting on him to, to rush for a touchdown. Every week. If Josh Allen is putting Every on a uniform, week. what I do, because they're usually favorites, I do Bill's Every money week. line plus Josh Allen. Bill's money line plus Josh Allen TD. Because I because sometimes the the odds aren't great for a, a favorite to win. So what you do is you just combo that with something that you think is going to happen, and then you end up getting better odds. When it, last week, when they were down 23, I didn't feel great about my Bills. But then Josh Allen scored that touchdown, and I had the money line and the touchdown parlay. I knew I was going to win. I knew I was going to win. It feels good when, it, when things work out the way you want them to, but I had a, a Packers-Chiefs-Rams parlay, and they give you the chance to opt out of it before the game, and I really thought about it. I was like, I could make myself a nice little <laughs> chunk of change if I just push this button right now. That's the safe thing to do, but I did not. And there's a gentleman who put $10 down on a 15-leg parlay, could win $75,000 if the Rams won last night. Could have cashed out for $23,000. So this is what I want to ask you about, Jalen, is the, the philosophy of this. You put down 10, you can cash out for 23, but they're dangling 75 in front of you. 75, 75. So now, 75. listen, I'm not, I'm not that smart, but there's a way to hedge this, right? Where you cash out and then you bet a bunch on the Rams, so, you, so if they win, you still win a bunch. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a way to get that done where you kind of split the baby, as you Not like to 75. Say. Yeah, no. I ain't gonna lie. Let's be real. You gotta feel good if the <laughs> if your final bet is the Rams, the defending Super Bowl champions. You gotta feel good about that I after didn't, the other I didn't ones. Feel good. I didn't feel good. Right, right when the, right when the game starts, Matt Stafford. Yeah, Matt Stafford can't throw the ball. For, he can't throw it further than I can. Jalen Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, formerly Lou Alcindor. Shout out to Queens. Sometimes. He just he kind of just just comes down from the, the top of, of Mount Rushmore and expresses his opinions on things. And he had Kyrie Irving in the scopes on his sub stack. And here's what he said, and I quote. Hold on, hit the brakes, hit the brakes, hit the brakes. 
Or ain't nobody available to Red, hit the bridge. Yeah, Reggie there. Red, Reggie so, there. Breaks ain't coming. So I got to <laughs> say something that's really important. Mount Rushmore got retired, and you know that. Okay. That's a violation. Uh, so That's he a comes, penalty. He, but That's whatever, he, he comes down. He comes down from wherever he is. Okay. And he has the following about Kyrie Irving. Quote: Kyrie Irving would be dismissed as a comical buffoon if it weren't for his influence over young people who look up to athletes. When I look at some of the athletes who have used their status to actually improve society. Colin Kaepernick, LeBron James, Muhammad Ali, Bill Russell, Billie Jean King, Arthur Ashe, and more, it becomes clear how much Irving has tarnished the reputation of all athletes who strive to be seen more than dumb jocks. I think Kareem took it too far in this one, Mr. Rose. Took it too far. Too far. Hate to disagree with Kareem, but he took it too far. I agree with you. And uh, the one thing I started to realize as I became an OG is that even if I feel certain things it's okay for other people to say it if it's true but it ain't okay for me to say it if it's true mm. that that's that's a line of integrity that uh I appreciate that it's earned me equity with the audience and with my peers and one of the things you never want to do is, 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 is to totally dismiss and disrespect one of your fellow brethren because it's only 4,000 of us. And the one thing that I learned about this family is El Capitan, who I love, like, it, respectfully, I would put water, I put holy water on Kareem's feet and massage him if he asked me to. I love him and I revere him that much. So I'm not speaking towards that. He's over my shoulder every day on this show. Every single day. Regardless of what's happening. Regardless. And he was 19 years old in that picture. 19. 19 years old, so you're never too young to make an impact, but you're never too old to reach out to Kyrie Irving off wax. Great point. And actually enlighten him, talk to him, try to school him, and like hear his voice on why he feels and why he feels. That's the better way to me for a, a, tr a quadruple OG to handle I agree. It. And so, I agree with you. I definitely agree with you. This And this is another thing. I want to do a show one day. And I've been sitting on this idea for years. Two ideas that I've been sitting on for years. One, I was going to retire wife beater. We did that already. And the day I was going to shoot it, the day I was going to shoot it, I saw Deion Sanders reference it to his team. And I didn't do it because I didn't want people to think I was trying to go against my triple OG. So instead of me trying to do a post where people would maybe a stretch to run with that, I didn't want to put myself or him in that position. And that's how I feel about this. I feel that um, 
communication lines could be open between those two if he feels that strongly. I agree. Now, Jalen, you know we already retired wife Peter, right? Oh, it's retired up there? It's in the Raptors oh, yeah. up there? Oh, yeah. It's hanging up there. Yeah, that's one of the first ones we did. Okay, good. So I'm going to do that video then. Okay. Like, like, so, so look, I'm glad we have, so here you go. This is a perfect example of what I mean. Perfect example of what I mean. I ain't just here to win a, a NBA bet, and I ain't just here for the likes. So I'm not gonna post something that somebody, one person might remotely think I'm going at somebody that I idolize, and that's my triple OG. So I ain't even do it. You see what I mean? I forgot that it had already been done. You know what I'm saying? Probably eight or nine years yeah, ago. Seven years ago, but yeah. <laughs> that, that goes to my point about Kareem and Kyrie. You see what I mean? That, that, that's a perfect example of what I mean. You got to stand on that integrity. And nobody has, nobody has more equity in what happens with the NBA than Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Like I mentioned, if he called me right now and said, Jalen, I need you to massage holy water on my feet, I would say, what time? Jalen, we always say we get the people they want. Part of that is including the people in the podcast exclusive. We love our podcast exclusive family. We love it when we hear from you. If you call 985-80-JALEN, you can leave us a voicemail. Voicemail is our favorite part of the day every day. 985-80-JALEN, leave us a voicemail. We'll put you on the show just like this. What's going on? It's Chance calling from Dallas, Georgia. All right, first of all, shout out Rick. Shout out to the group, staff, all that, all that, all that. Now, let me get to what I'm saying. Hold up. Hold up, my Martin boy. Did I just, I had to pause the pause. Did I just hear you say, you get tissue and clean streaks out of the toilet with your hand, bro? I I, I just did that, bro. I, I know I ain't just did that. Come on, man. Not gonna be able to do it. Y'all tripping. Taylor, you second that, bro? Come on, man. Now, I, I need y'all to reiterate on that, man. Again, this is Chance. Calling from Dallas, Georgia, not Texas. <coughs> Uh-oh. That's, that, <coughs> that's that magician. <laughs> Get at me. Let me know. Yep. <laughs> Jalen loves all pooping voicemails. We're going to get too many of them. We can't encourage this behavior. So let me defend myself on what I said. We've all left a little streak behind. My number one, number one, option number one, double flush. Double flush doesn't get the job done. Okay. Option number two, go from the flush to the brush. Is there a brush available to me, right? No brush available to me. Option number three. Now, this is the key part. I want to explain to you Chance from Dallas, Georgia, not Dallas, Texas. The key part is you get a, a huge, gigantic wad of toilet paper. You then flush, and it, you got to be like Indiana Jones with it. You have a, a very brief opportunity in which the water is not in there, so you're not putting your hand into the toilet water during that very brief time and space when you've got exposure to the streaks. You hand wipe the streaks with the toilet paper, leave the toilet paper in there, flush the toilet for a third time, then go to the sink and wash for the Stevie Wonder happy birthday, not the white people happy birthday version. That is how I will defend my <laughs> statement, and I stand by it. <laughs>
And I stand with you, Jacoby, because here's the alternate. Thank you for the leaving call. Streets Appreciate the I'm not the leaving love. streets behind. But if I'm over your house, the 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 alternate is going into the bathroom, and somebody like you, who just left a streak in the toilet, know they left a streak in the toilet and didn't wipe it up. Let's talk about this. And since you're doing medicinal, are you passing that? Are you passing that? Are you ciphering that? Uh, We've yeah, learned a lot about germs. Of course he is. In particular, since the pandemic started. Styles P was on that from the beginning. He wasn't about no cipher in the 90s. He was like, this is my no. solo act. The, the Percy? Yeah, this is we call us personals, <laughs> my friends that that use this. I'm getting myself in trouble. We'll be back tomorrow. Don't don't buy step two. Why is that, Jalen Rose? <laughs> We're not done. I don't think. We're not done. <laughs> we are not done. <laughs> <laughs>